Danny. Hey, Lance. You want to, uh, I don't know, have a show about like horror movies and stuff and talk about like our favorite horror movie franchises and I don't know, you want to like share it with people who we know and maybe some fans out there? I would love to do that. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is Slasher's Paradise. My name's Lance. This is Danny. Hey. Uh, so yeah, we wanted to uh, create a show about horror movies and why we love them so much, and the fact that we both grew up at probably like way too young watching them. That's true. Uh, yeah, my first experience was when I was three years old. How old were you, Danny? I must have been around five or six. It's a very blurry memory, but yeah, it was around that age. Yeah. So mine was. Uh, Let's see. I was three years old. I know that because my brother worked at a, he was a video store clerk, which Very is nice. awesome. Perfect nineties nice. uh, set up there. And he used to bring home every horror movie he could find. You know, I think he got one or two or something for like his job. He's like, hey, you can get one movie or two. Sure. So I remember I sneak downstairs and I see Leatherface on the screen. And the scene I remember the most from three years old, you, you kind of have like jarred memory with this kind of shit is I saw Leatherface looking out the window of the house. There's That's the one thing that sticks out the most. Not so much of the chainsaw, not so much of death or any of that stuff. There's just this man in a mask watching outside the window of the house. And... And he's like, he like licks his lips and all this kind of stuff, right? But one thing that I mentioned in our shows, and we go into Halloween for our first series, and we'll get back to that in one second. Oh, yeah. One thing I mentioned is like at this age, this time of my life, three through like eight, nine, ten, we got Batman, we got Robocop, we got some badass like heroes Dude. going on, but we also have. An established Michael Myers, mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees, Leatherface. We got all these guys going. And for me, anyone in a mask is a fucking hero. <laughs> so I can dig it. That's who I'm following. So for me, there's almost no difference in these guys. Um, obviously, there's a lot more violence on one side of it, but for some reason, I can handle that. I was terrified. You know, I see all these things in the shadows. We talk about me looking out the window when I was a kid and being oh, terrified sure. and yeah. thinking I'm going to see the shape down there. Yeah. Uh, what was your first experience that you remember? You think I'm going to be making this up, but I'm not. Um, my first experience was a get out of here. We're watching this. You're yes. too old. You're too young to be watching. Uh-huh. And what was on the TV? What, what do you think it was? What was Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> yes. And the uh, the scene <laughs> I remember is uh, them bringing grandpa down the yes. stairs. Okay. I yeah. just remember the wheelchair going down. Uh, it it just I wandered in there and I shouldn't have been watching. It was at my grandma's house, and as soon as I walked, it was just like me being like I, I thought I, I thought there was food there probably because that's what I was doing always was eating, and uh, so I wandered into the living room looking for a snack, which is weird. But that looked up and I saw Grandpa coming down the stairs, and everyone screamed at me because, but at that point in the movie, it's it's already pretty much been establish it's a pretty gruesome flick yeah. right so they all jumped on me get out of here you can't be watching and i was like okay and i just ran away but <laughs> it i just it is it is a memory that is etched in my brain um almost like the 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 fuse was lit yeah you know i i was 
definitely ready to start exploring a little bit more. And as I got older, I want to say maybe I was around nine or ten. I, and it, my, I jumped deep into Halloween. That yes. was my uh, movie of choice. That was my series of choice. That was my fandom of choice. And it all started, uh, and I don't think, uh, I, I mean, I told a little bit about this story, but it it wasn't even the movie that got me going. It was the soundtrack. Right. My uncle, who I owe everything about being uh, falling in love with movies, knowing the obscure ones. He, you know, he was really just so he's so cool. And he was able to give me all that I needed to know about that stuff. One time it's hi-fi stereo system. He gets the soundtrack <laughs> of Michael Myers of Halloween one. He plays it. It's killing me because it's so creepy. I have no context, but he's playing it. And all he does is play it. He turns around. He's just walking slowly to me. <laughs> and that's it. I'm, yeah. I'm hooked. I needed to know more. I wanted to know more. And this is probably, I don't know. I mean, it's probably the early 90s. And, I, and at that point, one, two, three, four, five and yeah five, five. have come out yep. so uh, convinced him to rent them for me and you know any way that i could sneak a watch if it was on tv or whatever that's what i was doing and uh, and also the other all the other boogeyman you know i mean i to texas it, it was a while before i was going to be okay with trying to watch that right uh the holy grail of when I was going to allow myself to think I was a horror fan mm. was when I was going to push myself into watching The Exorcist. Yes. And that didn't come until I was in high school. Um, <laughs> even though when I was in seventh grade, that was like, you know, it's like one of those end of school things. And one, my seventh grade teacher brought The Exorcist. Really? Yes. And I think the kids had to sign up, had their parents sign something, which oh, is yeah, bullshit. Oh, yeah, I remember those days. Nobody, nothing, it didn't happen. <laughs> it was like one of those things is like when I was, if I was a teacher, I'd be like, hey, we're going to watch The Exorcist and don't blame me for shit. Get the shit signed and we're going to watch this shit. But it's like, I, and, and I remember walking into it and trying to, but I just couldn't. So, yeah. That's a scene straight out of summer school. Sign the permission slip so you watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. This is probably where they got it from. And I, I'm <laughs> they from, got it from Danny. They got it from me because I am from Texas. There <laughs> I go right. touching that thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all the boogeyman. Uh, I love Jason. I love Chucky. Um, it's funny to me. And uh, of course, uh, Freddy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Those are the ones yeah. that I fell in love with first and everything in between. There's something that you mentioned was like, it was it was, it's a macabre thing so your parents all the adults tell you get out of here oh yeah at that time everyone thinks like this is gonna be such a bad influence on you you're not old enough for it and that's what probably draws us to it is like now i gotta see it my mom saw exorcism either 12 or 17 times in the theater my my yes that's dope. so this is the thing my mom was a huge fucking horror fan but she likes to like, no, son, like, don't, that's mm -hmm. not for you. Not yet. Yeah. Right. I can do it. You can't. Sort of right. Yeah. So, I, and I remember there's other, she didn't want any violence in my life. It's all rainbows and teddy bears. But <laughs> I remember she loved the fucking Godfather and I'm allowed to watch Godfather until we have guys getting sprayed with bullets. And this is like the funny moment where, and it happened quite often. She did. She caught me during Godfather. And this is why I bring it up. It has nothing to do with horror films except for the fact that I did it all the time. Sorry, mom. But <laughs> my mom used to wear glasses and I'd watch the scene through her glasses. She'd be like, look at me. So she knew her, my eyes were off the TV. But guess what? There's a reflection on those hey. glasses. I saw so many scenes I should have never seen through my mom's eyes. Yep. So, yep. I can. It, it's so funny. Like. I grew up uh, in a small South Texas town. Uh, both my parents, my mom is a huge horror fan, and at least is you know it, in the in 
as I started to get older, that's we call her. That's my picnic partner. We'll like we'll watch a movie and we'll like get the whole spread because you got to have the spread, right? What, and what's in the spread? Oh, you know, you got your popcorn, you got your hot dogs, then you got your pickles, and then you know what else in between? It's like. Do you have the hot, the hot Cheetos with the pickle juice? And then is the corn nuts, right? And then, you know, if one time it was the bananas and um, peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, and then the yeah. Lay's in in there, too, sometimes. It was like <laughs> yeah. two different times. We went all out all the time. And, of course, Whataburger from Texas, all that stuff was... That was our spread, and uh, we did that a lot. We watched a lot of horror movies. And my dad... Like, uh, my dad never, like admonished me for being into horror but yeah. he was he he wasn't a horror fan yeah. however this is what always like it freaked me out this happened like when i say recently like in my late teen you know college years i was just talking about uh because i was raised catholic so you would hear a lot of like Esos son cosas de, del diablo you know like those are the things of the devil you know we're right. watching shit like that <laughs> or like you know, because it's so it's such a latino thing or a, his, uh, a mexican family to be like you 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 want to watch it? You want to watch the movie? Go watch it. Go watch it. Because <laughs> you want to know why? Because you're later. You're gonna be scared, and that's always the thing. But don't come later when you're scared, right? It was always they were always angry at you, and you're like, I'm not gonna be scared. So you watch the movie, and what? You're scared out of your mind, and then you're like, I'm I'm scared. Something. This this. What did I tell you? That's what I told you, right? right? So dad was always that way, and you know, to I mean, and I and to a certain point, I was like, yeah, you're you you are right. And he's like, oh, I'm not, I don't watch that stuff or anything like that. So then later, we're talking about horror movies, and he's like, all right, my son is into horror movies. It's fine. It's cool. It's, they're just movies or whatever. And I was like, Dad, why don't you watch horror movies? Like, I didn't say I never watched them. And he goes, I want to. He goes, so my dad's like, you know, a rancher. He's, he's cool, man. He's just like, you know, a, a tough guy. I love it. And he's just like, ah, I went to watch a movie once. I don't know. It was in the theaters. It was about a girl and her. She's possessed, and their head spins <laughs> around. And I was like, "You went to watch The Exorcist in theaters?" <laughs> I was freaking out because that's one of those time travel things that it, they're like, well, "What would you do if you could have a time machine?" I would go and stand in the line to to get in to watch The Exorcist. Okay. That buzz that yeah. was there, yeah. and he just like matter of factly just told me that he did it, and I was freaking out. I'm like, Dad. You're the OG. You're the one that started it all. He's like, eh, eh, that's fine. But you know, it was very. I mean, come on, that's very. It was. It was so, for the time, it killed, man. I mean, that that movie really yeah. rocked America to its core. Did you ever go to the theater during when it had its re, uh, the version you've never seen before? Yes. Yeah, that's that's how I first saw it. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So did I. I was in the back of the theater this time. This was not a crowded theater, unlike our Halloween H two O experience, which <laughs> we talk about eventually. But I'm in the back of the theater. We have an air conditioning vent like directly on us, apparently. Oh and my. I'll never forget. Like you know the movie. I'd seen the movie through VHS and all this kind of stuff. But when you're seeing it in the theater, it's different. And you see her face with the full like the demon face over it and the room's supposed to be cold you have a fucking air conditioner running down the back of your neck and you're alone in the theater that was probably one of my most terrifying movie theater experiences yeah uh the other movies that i had watched I, at a certain point my parents caught on to the fact that i was sneaking downstairs watching horror films with my brother so i said no more of that and i said okay well i can't sleep anyway so i'm not gonna let my brother know i'm gonna go down to the bottom step 
I'm going to watch from the back. He's not going to know I'm there. I'm going to be super creepy about it. <laughs> and I watched horror films from a distance, but I'm on the my room is on the second story. I'm on the, the bottom stairs. So when my brother turns off the TV and all the fucking lights on me, oh I'm stuck at the bottom of the house, the bottom of the stairs. I got to run my ass back up two flights of stairs to get to my room and pray that I can fall asleep after everything I just watched. But you need to run because uh, they're right behind you. Exactly. The monster's right they're, behind you. It's they gonna are get everywhere. You. It's going to get you. Exactly. And yeah. I just watched fucking Michael Myers. And that was the thing, too, is we need to talk about the fact that somehow, for you, it's a, you know your path. For me, I have no idea why Michael Myers just stood out and became the one to follow kind of a thing. He yeah. became this, like... He's the icon. He's the godfather of it, which at the time I didn't know. I didn't know as, until I started to progress and do more research and internet search and all that crap. But he just steps out above all the rest. And that's why our first series is we talk about the entire Halloween franchise. We go through every movie uh, one by one. Each episode is its own movie. And we just pick it apart in the best way. <laughs> in the best way we can as fans. Because, I mean, who better to talk about its impact as far as who it was attended for than the fans. We right. were the audience. So we should, I mean, yeah, the, look, it's it's no different than an, someone at a museum talking about a piece of art that they see on the wall and how it affects them or whatever. These movies, films, is they are, is art. It is art. It is. <laughs> yes. It's art, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an expression of an, uh creation of story character plot subplot whatever you want to call it there's so much that goes into these films and yeah some are going to affect you better than others and some are, are are not and for me just like you i i knew that there was something drawing me to halloween yes when it was an audio thing for me again a piece of art that was that painted my my eardrums you know i was <laughs> i was infected it infected me and it's not so much the idea of being scared i don't think that's the the search i go for because if that's the case i jump out of a plane every other weekend or something mm -hmm. it's not adrenaline i don't think it is i think it's the idea that we all we all have a dark place within ourselves and we want to believe that we can navigate it and or experience it through a safe medium, if that makes any sense. Right, and I yeah. always felt that movies in the comfort of my own home were safe. I was always a storyteller myself. Right. I love telling stories as as a parent right now. I mean, it's just the it's what I decided I wanted to get into. And to a certain extent, that was a bit of a horror being the misfit child of the movie industry, you know? I mean it, you can you can probably if someone likes movies you can probably say they're into an they're into action they're into comedy right but you have to find the certain people who are into horror because it's not as it's not it's not normal it's not as normal or it's not as evident as the other mainstream types of horror and i saw that in myself because when you grow up in a small town in texas especially in the south you know, football is life and all that <laughs> stuff, you know, I mean, and there's the ranch and, and all these things that uh, they were a part of me, but they weren't what they didn't encapsulate me. I right. was always felt I was pulled to something else. And when you find this way to jump out of your 
out of what is expected of you, you could jump out of it and see it represented in a way that's like, that stuff's cool, and I understand why it's misunderstood. There's a way that you can kind of relate to it, and it imprints itself on you and you on it, and it's a it's a everlasting connection. Exactly. It, it, it's the underdog of the film industry, right? But we automatically attach ourselves to that, and now we feel like the underdog in everything we do. It's true. I, I, I follow that path through everything. I love fucking metal music. I love all this dark art, like everything I like. There's somebody out there going, oh, oh, no, let's... That's macabre. That's Abs- absolutely. It, no, for no. me, for me, it's country music. So many people think country is macabre and sadistic. And <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you become a collector of Halloween uh, memorabilia and all this other and Michael Myers stuff. And oh yeah, uh, like mm-hmm. I'm a collector of not only Wearing the shirt, you know, not only yeah, it's not only horror movie stuff, but art and everything else as well. And you start to fall into these other things. But you're right; it's such like an, an underdog or. A, you have to defend it quite so, often. But what does that mean then, Lance? What does that mean that we want to surround ourselves with something that for all intents and purposes is meant to scare and elicit a, a response from your oneself that isn't isn't happiness. It is it but but so, it, but it's a happiness that anytime I look at any of the figurines or the stuff I have, I'm happy. Right, but this is like a big thing for me. So I think what horror movies do is they enlist this fear and fear is the most raw emotion. I think you can feel, you feel it in your bones. You cannot control it. You get chills down your spine. You feel the instance to run. You have paranoia. You don't, you can't explain a lot of the things that fear and fear induces in you. So like when you're in love, you get the butterflies or something, you know, something that you want to go for, right? Or, I mean, give me any other emotion, nope, but fear is totally uncontrollable. And you're like, you have to talk yourself down from it. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's so uncontrollable. So I think that's why people one love it because it gives them just that rush. And then you start to go like, Oh, I like that rush. And that's why you start to collect these things. You're like I remember the rush or there's other people that reject and go like, fuck no, that's not okay. I don't want anything to do with that. Right. So I, I love that that's what horror films do is they make people go like, yes or no, basically. And you almost, you want to have that in in relationships, the way you deal with people. You're either, and some people are like that, I find, and some people aren't. I find myself being that person. You're like, are you in or out sort of thing? Mm-hmm. You know, like you want to be committed to something. And I think that's what's so impressive of the horror movie industry and how it has stayed it has stayed for all this time. It has yeah. stayed in it's yeah, it's in its own lane, but it's branched out. It's cool. There's more of a, a it attached to the Halloween season because that's the the season of spooky stuff and right. you know pumpkins and, and scary images and all that stuff has stretched out more and more. It's a weird thing. I feel that I see Halloween not being the season. I mean, not being only you know, put into one month, like as in October, it's huh. stretching out. It's September and people are ready to start decorating with Halloween stuff. And it's just, um, there is an attraction to it. It's, it's either you're, you can be as grotesque as Italian horror and cannibal, cannibal <laughs> yes. horror, stuff like that. Or you could be yeah. a, so surface and, and innocent like Mickey's Halloween party or whatever. Right. So I think there's varying differences between that and where you fall in that spectrum can be respected regardless. So I, 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 I always feel that 
nowadays being into horror and or Halloween imagery and such things of that nature don't aren't met with the same criticism. Okay, so like if you listen to Kiss nowadays as opposed to if you listen to Kiss back in the day, you know what I mean? Right. So right. Uh, I have always appreciated that. It's almost like you grow up with it and you know at one point comic books were you know nerds and that was a thing that was you were bullied for in school and now right. it's the biggest grossing property or uh right. intellectual property in the world so there you go but i love that both of us were in that transitional period and there's something about we talk about in halloween one this gorilla crew attitude which sparked all these little slasher films that if you watch the commentary you talk to the directors or whatever they're all it's all this idea of like fuck it let's just do something right i mean friday the 13th they even say like all our only goal was to make like a film basically like we wanted a running time of an hour and 20 minutes we want everything to work and that was it there wasn't much story or anything like that there's yeah. this gorilla mentality of like let's just do it kind of like we're doing right now yeah, I I'd say so. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street the same thing. It was uh they always called New Line Cinema the house that Freddie built. You got uh um independent movie in the sense of it or it's a small you know studio in New Line Cinema throwing in all their chips on this director on this idea and it may it's one of the it's probably one of the most lucrative franchises as far as slasher boogeyman monster characters go freddy is at one point was as you know american as apple pie you know, he <laughs> right. was in everybody's home i mean it was just it, it, it got to a point where horror was mainstream and i think all that is a testament to the silent majority so to speak mm. the people that are not persecuted or maybe persecuted, but definitely uh, ostracized for their views and looked at. Uh, and I'm talking about like their tastes more right. so. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, you're into horror, you're into Halloween, you're into, you know, things that depict violent stuff. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm violent. It doesn't necessarily mean that I would do those things. And I think that there's a, that there's a, it's a, it's a bit of a catharsis moment. There's a bit of a, uh, a, a meditation that can happen there's some therapy maybe that you can do you can go through with watching these movies for for me i think it's always going to be how i'm feeling that day or that month or that whatever when i'm watching this stuff it's mm -hmm. just how is it affecting me now but it's never in a way that i'm going to be resentful for it because the horror movie community and i'll always i'll say this to the day i die is one of the most welcoming and inclusive communities I've ever met. Well, that is very true. They, we just feel connected to everything. I mean, we, you, you quote every single movie. You quote, you can quote at least something out of every single movie that we talk about in the Halloween franchise and and so forth. We'll get to that. <laughs> but oh, yeah, uh, there's just something so amazing, like you said, about this community. And um, I, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just so much fun to talk about and get into these movies and the, the the experiences that we've had. And you're right. It is so important the fact that we're not going to do any of this stuff. This is a piece of art. Like you said, this is a piece of art that we're viewing that we enjoy. And that's all there is to it. It makes you feel a certain way. And it's just like watching a comic book movie to us. It's, it's a fun thing. Yeah. We don't see this as being acted out or anything like that. There's no connection in that way. And also the characters around these killers or these slashers or whatever, we, we relate to them in certain ways. We talk a lot about Daniel Harris's character, Jamie, because by the time that we're seeing her, she's like our age and she's all over, you know, media at that time. And then we're watching this little girl run from Michael Myers. It's like, who 
that hits. Tommy Doyle hits me in, su- in such a way. Like I, you know, we talk about that in the first episode. So I mean, even Lori hits me too, as you know, and and it's just. It's how you see yourselves in these characters, and I don't think that that's exclusive to horror at all. I think that could be, you know, any any movie whatsoever, or any book, or any form of, uh, you know, entertainment or artistic expression that you can see yourself. You could emulate these characters in a way that's like, oh, I would do that. Oh, yeah, that looks like me. Oh, that's totally me. I mean, how many times have you right. seen these quizzes or on social media <laughs> yeah. and you're like, which Disney character are you? And I'm <laughs> always the hunchback. It's weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, I, I actually, to be honest, I took a BuzzFeed quiz. It was like, what horror movie slasher are you? And I said, I'm taking this with the full risk that if I don't get Michael Myers, I'm going to feel like a fraud. And then I took it and I was Michael Myers. Oh, well, good for you. Hey, Every me. time I take those tests, I'm like, this is the Michael Myers answer. This is the Michael Myers answer. <laughs> this is the Michael Myers answer. Greg, I got Michael Myers. Yeah. I totally cheat through those tests. Too just bad. To Michael Myers. Yeah, it's like, which one of these places do you um, relate to the most? Um, <laughs> New Jersey, California, Texas, or Haddonfield, Illinois? Haddonfield, Illinois. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The one fictional place. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Field, of course. I mean, what do you like the most? A, a kitchen knife or nothing? Kitchen knife. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like a warm. It's going to get cheesy. It's almost like a warm blanket. You can kind of just wrap yourself around when it's like kind of brisk and you know kind of cold outside. I look to that comfort with horror movies. I can. And my fiance la- laughs at me because of this, because I know she does, because. I hear her laughing. Um, <laughs> I was watching movies to, to get ready to do this, to talk about it, you know, because you want to be you want to be true and you want to be ready and you want to be, uh, you know, honest. And she's like, oh, because you haven't seen these movies ever. Right? right. And I'm like, you have to understand by the time I'm watching Halloween for this year, that's probably my over hundredth time watching it. Right. It's just the way it is. Every whatever i don't know weeks it was on the weekend and i was like oh looking for my brother henry you want to you want to do something no i'm doing something else dad's at the ranch you know uh mom's probably watching something that i just don't want to watch and i'm just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. halloween four again <laughs> just, let's <laughs> yes. go watch it again <laughs> so i have the same thing uh important question for our show why would people watch why does our voice matter and why are we talking about these movies if i may I think think our voice matters, Lance, because we are a nice and accurate example of the base. I think we are. I think we represent the audience well because there are, like anything, so so it could be so drastic the way the pendulum swings on how you approach something or how much you were a fan of it and i feel that you and i approach and are fans of it in and i'm not and i'm not here to pass judgment or speak that way about anything some people have an obsessive and or you know ultra completionist all collective mm-hmm sort of uh you know uh, attitude or mentality towards things and some people are kind of i like them i'll watch them i'm blase about that i think we kind of we kind of fit that mold to where we are respectful we are fans in a sense of we're a bit obsessive we've got the shirts and all that stuff <laughs> but i don't think it consumes us to the point where we can't function i think we are the the nice 
sample of the <laughs> uh, of the test audience. I think that's what. And, and to be fair, I think we have educated ourselves on the subject. You mm-hmm. know, you want to listen to people who know what they're talking about. And I never have approached anything in uh, horror lightly. You know, I just feel like it's somebody put their hard work, their money, their time, their effort into creating these pieces. I applaud them for that. I see what they're doing. That doesn't mean that I can't be hypercritical or or doesn't have to mean I have to gush over things because it's just not that's not the way it is. I think we approach everything on a very real uh, sort of, uh, we have a real approach to it, and we're not we're not full of shit. I don't. I'm just gonna put it that way. I'm not. I'm not. I know I'm not, and I and I assume more so. I can make an educated guess that you are not either. Uh, I don't feel I'm full of shit. Uh, <laughs> one thing I want to build on top of that. I agree with everything you just said. And I think it's important because people are gonna go into this like, why the fuck am I gonna listen to another one of these or watch another one of these shows? Right. You're right. You're right. And the thing is like, where we're born, we are born smack dab in the middle of especially the slasher icons but in in this evolution of horror films we were born right smack dab in the middle of it we grew up through the 90s so we we know that these guys are established already we know that these movies are established we were actually right in the middle of the death of it and the rebirth of it and we get to see the internet come through part of this and we get we get just we are right dab smack dab in the middle and i think that is such an important part of what we bring to the table and why you can listen to us and be like, this is something fresh. And something that we do on every, the beginning of every episode is something I call the, the pumpkin spice latte. And I hand it over to Danny to give the perfect <laughs> synopsis for that in-between person. And, and this really goes out to the person that's like, hmm, Michael Myers. He's the one that wears like a hockey mask or something. It has a machete, right? No, it's Ugh. the wrong fucking killer, but <laughs> uh, right. that's the reaction that horror fans have. We want to be in between that. We want to bridge the gap between somebody that would say that, that has some knowledge of this, and the super fan that's like, oh, I've heard all the commentary and are they going to even touch on this? There's a lot of that stuff that we do touch on but again, where we were born and what we experience is this great transitional period from the 70s, 80s into the 90s, which is almost a dead zone. And these icons are kind of starting to die. Right. And then they come back, you know. And uh, I think that's why, on top of everything that Danny just listed, is why we're different and why you're going to want to listen to us and watch our show. So with that... Danny, what's our pumpkin spice latte of Slasher's Paradise? Slasher's Paradise is your one-stop shop to experience unfiltered, unedited, explicit at some points um, <laughs> views on the slasher films of the late seventies, eighties, early nineties, and beyond. It's a where it's a place to feel. Like you are going to learn something new and or be reaffirmed in the things that you already knew about horror movies. It's a place that you can listen to some funny takes and some um, interesting, cool, intimate stories. And it's a place where two guys who uh, were able to sync up between their love from horror on opposite sides of the country. Uh, Kindred spirits kind of come together to elaborate on that and it's i think my best way to kind of sum up slash's paradise is that it's the fun place where you can come kick back relax and enjoy a paradise full of 
Scary shit. Yes. <laughs> well done. That's your first pumpkin spice latte from Slasher's Paradise. Um, we will not agree on everything, so just know that we're going into this. We start off with a Halloween franchise, and we are pretty fucking split on a good number of the movies. I think so. And there's some that we are really synced up on <laughs> in the worst way. So uh, I hope everyone out there will watch or listen. Uh, we'll have we'll have it everywhere, so you'll be able to find it pretty easily. Uh, Danny, you got anything else to say? Uh, keep an open mind. Bolt your windows, lock your doors, and turn off the lights because Slasher's Paradise Horrorthon is about to begin. Oh, I got to end on that. We'll see you for our first episode, Halloween 1, 1978. Give him the peace sign, Danny. See that a lot. Bye. <laughs> Bye.